0: And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting to Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, throughout the nine worlds, and beyond, the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free. Asgard. And hello everybody and welcome to Radio Free Asgard episode number 266. We're coming at you as always from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harrison. I am your host and Thor spoilers. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Thor spoilers around right now and I'm trying to avoid them. Um, But I, I will just kind of put it out there that what I'm seeing so far has left me a little concerned. One of the problems I think that I had with, with Batman v Superman, and I know I discussed this before, is that they tried to do too much, and I'm kind of worried that that's going to be happening to Thor Ragnarok as well. When you think about it, they've got a lot of new characters. They've got you know this sort of planet hulk plot lane going on we've got this doctor strange angle now we've got you know it just seems like they're trying to do a lot with it and i'm worried that they're trying to do too much with it so i'm i'm a bit concerned about this movie but you know nonetheless i'm still looking forward to it and i'm I'm hoping it'll be great but I don't know. You know, <laughs> the more I hear, the the more I think that they're just kind of overreaching. Maybe they think it's the last one. Maybe you know, the the Marvel movies do tend to do to go in threes. Uh, so you know, who knows? Um, I, I kind of hope that that you know Hemsworth sticks around, and and we get a few more Thor movies. Maybe something a little bit more straightforward and more traditional as far as the Thor thing goes. But. Um, I'm not counting on it. And I guess that's because the, you know, the, the, the more humorous movies now seem to have become the thing. And this is one of those, those more humorous movies. So you know, maybe they'll do a great job with it. I don't know. But I'm a little worried about it. And, and I don't mind saying so. All right. So uh, we do have an episode of SIF to cover here, a journey into mystery issue. So uh, I'm going to play the Thor song. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens drift. Draw. You'll behold in breathless wonder the God of Thunder, Lady And says. this week we are looking at Journey into Mystery, number 650, cover. Date was, uh, looks to be early 2013. Don't know what the cover price is because the scan I have doesn't have the price on it. Cover art is by Jeff DeKal. Shows Sif, and she's standing in a, a little bit of an awkward pose, has her sword above her head, held in both hands. And it looks like she's in a more classic outfit here as opposed to what she's been wearing. And in the background, we see the uh, three berserkers. We got Fohawk, face Paint, and Man Bun in the background. Not quite as strong a cover as we've been seeing, but still, you know, it's okay. Uh, opening up to the splash, we, of course, have the credits. Catherine Eminent was the writer. Valerio Citti was the artist. Jordi Belair is the color artist. VCs Clayton Collins did letters in production. Uh, Jeff DeKal did the cover. Dan Acuna did the variant cover Jacob Thomas? Did the Burr? Oh, Lauren Sengovitch did the zerk. Mm. Axel Anza was the editor in chief. Joe Casada was the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher, and Alan Fine is the executive producer. We get a little bit of a recap here, not much of a recap, but. says here, meet Sif, the blue-eyed berserker goddess. She's been driven to mad violence by Erndus' spell, cruelly exiled from Asgard to a land of beasts by her brother Heimdall, where she met three fellow berserker exiles. When she led them in a fight against a Black Lake creature, they were transported to Earth for a Midgardian monster massacre. And it all led up to when Sif returned to Asgardia, Her sibling rivalry came to a head. Heimdall's head. Journey to mystery, stronger than monsters. Part five of five. So we get the end of the story here. Yeah, so as you recall, Sif uh, went back to Asgard, and upon arriving at Asgard, she hacked off Heimdall's head. So the story opens up in Broxton, Oklahoma. We have a car which is traveling out of town. You know it's traveling out of town because the car is going away from the sign that says Broxton, 10 miles. And <laughs> it says Asgardia, and it has a, an arrow pointing up. And uh, there's two girls in the car, and uh, they're talking. So out the blue, he tells me, we're hosting the Sunday barbecue if the boys went on Saturday. I say, why don't you just go to the All You Can Eat? They've been banned. And then he pulls out this bag from Charlene's with a new dress in it. What'd you tell him? While this is is going on, we see what looks like it could be Heimdall's head falling down from the sky with a a, a whistling noise, or actually it's a zee noise, and this is horned helmet falling down towards the car. Uh, the driver says, "What's that whistling noise?" I told him it didn't look like his size. What whistling noise? And we see the head, or whatever this is, bouncing. And it uh, kind of grazes the car. Uh, they manage to stop the car, but um, not before this thing like lands in the back seat, apparently. Uh, there's a scash and a bounce-bounce, and they're going, Oh, God! You okay? Yes, yes, you! Your car is full of sand. And indeed it is, uh, because this uh, bouncing head has changed into sand. Hmm. Now, why would Heimdall's head change into sand? I would guess that it's not really Heimdall. We shift back to Asgardia, where we have uh, the three berserkers and Sif and Heimdall, who's not really Heimdall. As his sister hacked his head off, he's turned into sand, and Sif says, I knew it. I knew that it was not Heimdall. And if it was... By Odin's beard, you were lucky, says Man Bun. We all were. You cannot just decapitate people like that and so close to home. This doesn't look like any home I remember, says Fohawk. It was not luck. My brother has never spoken to me with the solicitude that that golem showed me. So you cut the heads off anyone who's nice to you, says Facepaint. I, I would think you would find that a comforting thought, Svip, says Sif. "'We were told the monsters have been defeated "'all the way to the new kingdom of Paltz. "'Our opportunities for fresh sport are diminishing, brothers. "'Come, we need to find the real Heimdall.' "'And then perhaps you will notice that my brother smells worse "'and is a full head taller than that man of sand,' says Sif. "'And they are wandering uh, into Asgard, "'these four berserkers, including Sif, "'and they come to a big square sort of thing. "'We see the ravens flying around.' Um, there's various people and creatures around. We see some sort of green trolley looking person. We see basically Asgardian citizens. And among these people uh, we have is Heimdall, of course. And the uh, faux Hawk guy says, They seem to fear us. They might be more content if you lowered your weapons, says Sif. They fear you, sir. And it turns out to be Heimdall, I think. Because we have been overrun of late with all manner of beasts, but it is dealt with. Well, you missed one back there, says uh, one of the crowd here. How is it that you are here, says Heimdall? What are you talking about? I asked you to open Befrost for us, and you did. I did not. It was thought best that you stay away until we could be sure that you were yourself again. I cannot believe you would deny me passage, says Sif. "'You have only yourself to blame,' says Heimdall. "'Clearly someone does not agree with you. "'Who else has the power to do this?' "'And uh, Heimdall's like, er, women, the dark spot in my eye. "'I see it now. "'That will cost you, witch.' "'I asked you who?' "'Thor will want to speak with you,' says Heimdall. "'Fine. Play your game, says Sif. "'As we came to help and are not needed,' And as we were not expected, we can wait. My men are hungry. Your men? And uh, Fohawk goes up to Heimdall, shakes his hand, and introduces himself. All three of them actually shake Heimdall's hand and introduce themselves. And we have Einar, that's Fohawk, Bodvar, which is Manbun, and Swip, which is the face paint dude. But last I saw you, you had no name. I'm surprised you remember us at all. But are we not all sons of Asgard, eh? And this is the great and glorious new Asgardia. Tell me, does this Broxton have these Midgard superheroes? They are ordinary folk, says Heimdall, but they have us. I see. And do you dispense your wisdom and justice as you have always done? And Heimdall glares at the guy and uh, eventually says, Stay away. Uh, We then shift scenes and we're in one of the great halls of Asgard from the looks of it. Big old uh, old double door and there's graziers on either side and we hear a bang, bang, bang at the door and Sif opens the door and it is the pizza delivery guy wearing a t-shirt that says God of Pizza. He's a little scrawny guy with with glasses and wearing a uh, Thor type helmet and he's carrying it looks like about 12 pizzas. And uh, he's like, hurry up, please. How many is it? Mr. Hayes says five, if they're the same quality as last time. He says to tell you he's thinking about getting into stamps. If you got any? Robbery, says Sif. You bet. And she takes the um, the pizzas and gives the delivery guy some gold coins. And he um, goes running off. So they're paying five gold coins for these pizzas. That's a lot of gold. Anyway, so... um, he goes running off and Sif carries the pizzas back to uh, the three berserkers and uh, she says, Here, eat. It's delicious, I assure you. And the, the three of them are sitting around the table eating pizza, which is what you do in Asgardia now. Are you seriously trying to tell me that Volstagg, jolly old Volstog was ruler here? How was it permitted? Where was Odin? Where was Thor? What? Oh, it was necessary for a time. Svip, why don't you sit? And Svip is actually looking out the window, surveying everything. We see that the, well, at least one of the pizzas has pepperoni and mushroom on it. First you sit, then you kneel, says Svip. My, how things have changed. What a good job everyone is doing. My stomach says for the better, says Bodvar. This one has pig bits on it. This is not the Asgard we know. That is all that is certain, says Manbun. Maybe. It seems like a poor imitation of the original to me, says Svip. Surely you agree, lady. And we hear a door slam, and it's Sif, and she has left. And uh, Svip says, Sif? Manbun says, she said something about a witch and left. Good, says Svip. And we then shift scenes, and um, Sif is going through, it looks like, a, a dungeon, you know, probably the Dungeon of Asgard, and there's a click, clank, clank, like she's opening up a, a cell door, and a door going, creak! And she finds Erendis yeah. So uh, Sif has gone to, uh, to speak to the uh, woman who gave her the power, who has retached her head, but she has turned all old and shriveled. I guess getting your head chopped off might do something like that. And uh, Sif goes to her and says, witch, I would speak with you. And then she sees that she's old and shriveled and she's like, mother of all. She reaches out because she thinks she might be dead, but her eyes open and she's kind of laying there being being shriveled and decrepit. And she said, if you came to kill me or not too late, I wager Heimdall told you where I was. Didn't take him long to realize I'd scuttled him. Did he do this to you, Sisyph? I did it to myself, opening befrost for you. It's difficult to hide anything from the all-seer, but not even he is always looking in the right place. But he's got a real blind spot when it comes to you, lady. He does care. You can tell by the yelling." But that's not what you came to talk about now, is it? No, it's not," says Sif, and we get we get a uh, very creepy kind of smile from from Aaron Dess, who's all wrinkly and old now. When I came to you that day at the well and asked you for the most ancient of berserker spells, I remember. What did you give me? <laughs> Besides the performance of a lifetime. <laughs> What are you talking about? You cannot convince me that that was an act. I'm sorry I was so hard on you, but I didn't think you'd be content with anything less. And and she's kind of, the old woman is running her fingers through her hair, but her hair is kind of falling out, so that's not, yeah, that's not working out so well for her. My girl, enchantments are most often for the weak-hearted and the simple-minded. The only thing I gave you was permission ''I do not believe you. I felt it in my bones, in my blood.'' ''Believe what you want. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But tell me, did the old monsters give you much trouble?'' ''It was mostly a matter of brute force,'' Sir. If... ''Exactly. It is nothing to fight with strength, but your enemies, if we recognize them at all these days, have become more devious.'' Perhaps I did make you stronger, but you were already as you needed to be. You just needed leave to vent your frustration. That is unfair, says Sif. And she grabs uh, Erindus' arm, and Erindus says, But true. And uh, she sees the uh, the lock of hair in Erindus' hand, and uh, it's it's kind of um, goopy and, and coming out like the webs, kind of like what we saw uh, last issue. "'What is that?' says Sif. "'Remnants of the Black Lake, "'the living barrier between your men's island and the rest of Asgard. "'I've kept it hidden.' "'It seems agitated,' says Sif. "'Yes, it does. "'Svip told me that their most feared monster live in that lake.' "'Not in the lake. "'It is the lake. "'I guess it sniffed out its bits.' And I think this is maybe not the only missing morsel. And she's flashing this really creepy sort of grin. What does it want, says Sif? What do any of us want? To be fed? To be whole? To be home? Except the ones that just want to rule the universe, of course. And we hear a voice uh, from from the doorway, and it's Heimdall. She's like, Sif, one of your men is in Bronxton. I will handle this, says Sif. And she goes storming off and and is kind of barreling past Heimdall. And Heimdall says, Sister, I suggest... I said I will deal with it, says Sif. And she goes off. And we see the other two berserkers, uh, because it's Svip who ran off, apparently. And we see um, uh, Fohawk and Manbun. And they're following her. They're riding horses with a rumble down the freeway. And uh, Sif says... I hope he is behaving. And apparently he's not behaving. Uh, We shift to Broxton and we see that face paint is in the middle of Broxton. And he has summoned up the monster from the lake. You remember the sort of uh, insectoid sort of thing. And it is there. And it is uh, whipping around cars and smashing buildings. And uh, there's rednecks running around everywhere. And yeah, and, and Srib is like, come and get it. Come and get all of it. And Sif Sif comes up to him and he says, what is the meaning of this? Meaning? Meaning? What do you think we were supposed to do once we'd killed everything? The island is not limbo, lady. Dead is dead. And we were running out of things to do. Um, So, um, yeah, that's his excuse. And we see the the monsters, uh, you know, like I said, chucking cars around and you know, busting up buildings. We see uh, Sif is riding around. She's kind of hacking tendrils off where she can. "'That is why you came home, back to Asgardia,' says Sif. "'But Asgard was never coming back for us,' says Sif. "'And why would they, now that you are so civilized in your new world? "'I wouldn't come back if you begged me. "'I am so tired of mindless monsters. "'I need a worthier adversary.' Time to repopulate! And he's got bits of the, the creature and he's throwing them around and the, um, these globs of black gook are kind of reaching out and grabbing the citizens of Broxton and you know, tangling them up in, in sort of tendrils, throwing them around. We have a woman who's grabbed by the foot and she's being waved around. She's like, help me! And other people are like, oh my god! Arr! And Svip is uh, enjoying this. He's like, delightful! And uh, there's a, a red-haired woman being dragged away by one of the tendrils into the hole in the sky, which we kind of remember from a couple of uh, issues ago. Don't let it take me. Do not worry. You will not die right away, says, <laughs> says Fowhawk. And um, she goes off uh, disappearing into the sky with a shorp. And um <laughs> like, what? And Sif is like, Follow them! Protect them! And, uh, yeah, so I guess Bodvar is going to go uh, into the uh, the sky or whatever. Sif is talking to Svip here. Stay where you are! Stay and fight me! And she knocks him down, and uh, he gets kicked by the horse. Oh, That's what it looks like, anyway. Looks like he's being kicked by the horse, and, and he is getting all bloody, and, yeah. So, I guess... Being kicked by a horse is not really very healthy. (laughs) And he gets knocked off his horse and onto the ground. And Sif is standing over him, sword in hand. Looks like she's getting ready to to drive him through. And she says, "'How many of your own men did you slay for your amusement?' "'All of them,' says Sif. "'Save those that could not save their own skins.' "'Murderer! Monster!' "'Now you know how I feel!' And she's like, Arr! and she's got this uh, like vampire y look on her face, and she's got these big sharp teeth. I don't know if that's supposed to be literal or not, but I'm assuming so. And uh, there's a giant shunk sound effect as she throws her sword down, uh, the skewer swip. And it turns out that she purposely didn't uh, kill him, it just goes shunk next to his head, and he's, he's looking out and he's you know, like, all frightened. You don't belong here any more, says Svip. You have never been happier than when you were with us. That is not true, says Svip. You cannot lie to me, lady. I have seen your heart, and now you've let the lake close. We're both stuck here in this pale imitation of Asgard. Congratulations. Do not be so certain. I have yet one remnant of that black evil... I knew I could rely on you, says Svip. She uh, takes the the black thing that she got from Erendis and she stuffs it into Svip's mouth. Is that, that's what it looks like anyway. And she says, Asgardia relies on me. And Svip is like, ugh, ugh. and uh, he, she's standing there and and he's uh, just kind of holding his, his throat like something is painful. And Heimdall is there. And he says, my sister, please. And at that point, a big tendril comes down from the sky, from the hole, and grabs Svip and drags him upward with a yarg. And, um, yeah, so he's gone off into the hole in the sky. And Heimdall's like, don't. And we get um a little bit of thought balloon. It's not really. They don't really do thought balloons anywhere. But but we have some narration here coming from the, Sif's inner monologue, as it were. And there suddenly I felt it, the truth of it, in my bones, in my blood, not my strength, but my weakness. Herndis was right. I did not want power. I wanted license. To think of my beloved Asgardia falling again and again was to have my chest prized open and my bloody, poppy heart laid bare. But it was hubris to think I alone felt that way, that I alone could swing the balance against our enemies once and for all. That is the source of my weakness. But Asgardia is and must always be the source of my strength. And I am not alone. We none of us are. And uh, then that is kind of the end of the main thrust of the story here, And we have an epilogue of sorts. Uh, And we are in Broxton. It says March break. So, yeah, some time has passed and it's all snowy. And we see Sif and a bunch of children. A couple of these look like Volstagg's children, but some of them are probably local local kids. And um, they're they're behind a snow fort and some of the kids are making snowballs. And uh, Sif is asking, so does this game have rules? Nope," says the little girl. "You just gotta get over there and take their fort." And one of the kids is like, "I know you got more important god business, probably, but we heard you were the fiercest, so thanks for coming to help." And we uh, cut to the inside the bar. We've got a scene going on in the bar with uh, this. Looks like the same redneck that uh, you know the Sif almost skewered a couple issues ago, and. Um, then the bartender's there, and and the guy's like, so we end up on this island, and there's a giant lizard coming for us. And those two scary-looking guys make mincemeat out of it. Would you do? I wanted to vomit, but they looked after us all right until Heimdall and some other crazy broad showed up. And we then cut to the outside of the bar where we have Bodvar, so a.k.a. Fohawk. And he's uh, standing there with uh, one of the local gals who's kind of voluptuous, kind of curvy. And there's a snowman here that looks like Svip. with the face paint and all that. And she's like, Can we have some other than pizza tonight? What say you to a pig roast? Says Bodvar. And then we go back to uh, Sif and the snowball fight. And there's a bunch of kids hiding behind a car. And um, she's talking to... Uh, to, to the kids that she's behind the fort with. She says, are you ready? Then let us go forth, end." And she g- kind of charges out. And the people on her side start pelting her with snowballs. And uh, she's like, betrayed, you little. And the, all the kids are yelling, attack. And everybody's shooting snowballs at her. And they're splatting. And she's laughing and you know, deflecting the snowballs. And uh, one of the kids leans over and says, Still happy? I said, yes. Never been happier, says Sif. And that is the damn end. I, not according to me, according to the comic itself. All right, and that is Journey into Mystery number 650, the end of the first story arc of the Sif run. We're going to do one more issue after this because it's one-off and, and it fits in. So, uh, Yeah. So we're going to talk about this issue right after this message. So which is the hottest Marvel character? Iron Man. Ant-Man. I can't decide between Professor X and Magneto. So both. Loki. Is Wolverine Marvel? What about uh, White Tiger? What about uh, White Tiger? Uh, Doc <laughs> Samson. Who is he? Star Fox. That's a video game. <laughs> The girls go on a journey to determine every Marvel character's hotness in Ohatmu or Not, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe podcast you didn't know you wanted. Available on iTunes and at fireandwaterpodcast.com. And we're back. That was kind of a hard issue to to summarize because there's a lot of scene changes, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of cut scene sort of, jump cutting and and all that so, yeah that that kind of issue is really hard to read so if it was a mess on your side it's my own fault it's just a, it was a tough issue to summarize anyway uh so uh, so now that we're done with the story what do i think Ugh, okay uh, this is where it starts getting more difficult the story itself is okay what i don't like is the ending the ending was a little bit Wizard of Oz for my tastes. So we have this beautiful setup of her wanting to be powerful, apparently becoming really powerful, becoming really fierce, becoming this sort of berserker sort of character. I like that a lot. I think that was a good direction to go for the character. But we have that sort of magical moment now at the end of this issue where Aaron is like, you had it in you all along. You know, and... And that's where it kind of falls apart for me. Now, you know, it's not a bad story. It it, it has a lot of redeeming qualities. It is probably the best Ziff story ever told. But it just somehow, in the end, for me, it it just kind of falls apart. Art-wise, I have nothing to complain about. The art is uniformly beautiful throughout. I think that Shiti does a, a great job. All of the characters look good. It's a little bit less detailed in this last issue than it has been. That seems to be a common thing with with these uh, sort of story arcs where, you know, that you start out really detailed and really realistic and it becomes more stylized and less detailed as you go. Um predictably, Svip turns out to be the bad egg. I mean, he's he's had the shitty attitude for the whole time, so I guess it makes sense. Uh, at least they didn't have it be one of the other two, which would have been kind of out of left field. Uh, so, so at least in this case, uh, it's kind of predictable. But, but by and large, uh, you know, I think the story's okay. The art's really good, and it, it's leading in an interesting direction. So, like, like I said, next issue we have a one-off, and I'm not really sure where it goes from there because I have not read ahead. However, like I said, we're going to cover the one-off and then we're going to go and move on to something else. We'll come back to SIF at a later time because I actually do want to finish covering it. All right, and with that, we are, um, yeah, we're done for this week. Thanks again, folks, very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And if you want to email the show, you can do so. The email address is RadioFreeAsgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Facebook. Look for Radio Free Asgard there and you'll find us. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to asgard y And I'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only no ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elvesmith, are copyright Mott's Vent, and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.